Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Student Perspectives and Podcasts, where we talk with student pharmacists about their unique challenges and opportunities presented throughout their professional journey. My name is Gina Luchin, and I'm ASHP's Director of Academic Programs. Today, we will be discussing with student leaders on how their SSHPs are taking action to advance the pharmacy profession through advocacy. We have with us Alexandra from the University of Kentucky College of Pharmacy, Anita from the University of North Carolina, Islaman School of Pharmacy, Jennifer from the University of New Mexico College of Pharmacy, and Kylie from Temple University School of Pharmacy. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies. Thank you. Of course, happy to be here. All of you have been highly involved in your SSHPs. You either are holding currently an officer role or have in the past, or you've been highly involved as a member. And so I know that you all have a strong passion for advancing the pharmacy profession. So I wanted to get a little bit more insights from you about how did it all start? So what prompted you to be involved with advocacy and what prompted you to get started with advocacy initiatives within your SSHP? We can start with Anita. Sure, thank you. So I guess when I started my pharmacy career as a student, I was fascinated by the variety of opportunities this profession presented. However, my passion to serve and educate patients prior to pharmacy school has truly only persisted through my time as a student. With that, um, because healthcare and pharmacy practice is constantly evolving, I made it my mission to dedicate my time in school to ensure I would be at the forefront of understanding how I can make an impact as a student. I definitely agree with Anita. Growing up, my mom was a really active member of our local government, so I feel like I've had an interest in policy and advocacy since I was little. And I think that guided my education. So my undergrad was a very progressive school and advocacy events were regular occurrences. So then as I continued on to the University of Kentucky College of Pharmacy, during my first year, I stumbled across our legislative committee table at one of our organization fairs. And the student chairs were just so passionate about advancing pharmacy practice and talked to me about that dynamic of our profession. And I really wanted to be a part of this committee. So I was able to join as a first year and then go on to hold those chair positions um, the the last two years, and I just really felt that pharmacy advocacy initiatives helped to provide students a golden opportunity to promote our profession and encourage others to recognize pharmacists as integral members of our healthcare team. That's awesome, Alex. For me personally, I had had no background in legislative matters and advocacy whatsoever, so jumping into pharmacy school, once I got more involved in my SSHP and I became the president. I was working with my advisor, Dr. Melanie Dodd. I realized how actively engaged she is in the legislative and policy initiatives within ASHP and more specifically with our New Mexico chapter here of NMSHP. She has been the steady advocate for our student interest in legislative matters surrounding pharmacy, specifically in our state of New Mexico for quite some time now. A combined effort between Dr. Anderson, Dr. Dole, Dr. Dodd, They've all been advocating for our profession for 20 plus years now. And to see that role steadily impact us as students, specifically during this past legislative session for our state, we actually took place in the passing of New Mexico House Bill 42, which is the pharmaceutical services reimbursement parity. And seeing directly how these pharmacists have been advocating for this matter for years and years to come, built this momentum behind our students and for our state in general. And to have that step in the right direction for pharmacists to push forward kind of propelled me as a student into this this 
interest in advocacy efforts and wanting to keep that passion moving forward from hearing their positivity and optimism for the future based on how much they've seen the profession grow themselves. Yeah, for me, I've had an interest in law from a young age. So over the years, I've tried to educate myself about different policy topics that interested me. When I discovered I wanted to be a pharmacist, I tried to learn about just like basic federal and state pharmacy law so I could be well-informed moving forward. As a patient, I've had my own negative experiences with the healthcare system. So when I became a pharmacy student, I saw an opportunity to use my personal experience and my pharmacy knowledge and kind of marry those two together to advocate not only for our profession, but for, or more importantly, for our patients. Thank you all for sharing that background. What I hear is a lot of strong influences from both your personal experiences and also professional relationships. So a lot of mentorship and also personal experiences from your own experience as a patient and, and your own path as a student. So it's very good to hear that you've been exposed to some strong figures and some peers. And one thing that we offer here is that students correlate advocacy with experienced practitioners. So they don't necessarily see themselves in that role. And as you mentioned, you kind of saw that in your mentors. So Going back and thinking about your involvement in advocacy, why do you think advocacy is important to students? And why is it important that SSHPs are involved in advocacy initiatives? So I think that helping students see themselves in that role is a crucial role that SSHPs play. And for me, I feel like we have such a deep obligation to go out and do the work. These amazing pharmacists that are out practicing today are trailblazers and innovators, and they've inspired me personally to keep pushing and try to find my own way and help other students find their way to contribute and make a difference in our profession. And I look around in Kentucky and see pharmacists that are very fortunate to have a expanded scope of practice that allows us to make incredible interventions through the provision of our protocol-driven care and through collaborative care agreements that positively impact both our patients and public health. So advocacy to me is important and our SSHP because without it, I just think we could lose all of the hard work done to evolve our role as pharmacists. And that I think poses a risk to patient care. So I think that advocating to practice at the top of our licenses so we can continue to expand those contributions a pharmacist brings to the table is really important. And helping students see that we can have a role in that as well is something that SSHP helps us to do. I honestly couldn't agree more with the statement that was just said right now. I think it's awesome because for advocacy, it's so important because pharmacy schools for a short time, we're only in for a couple of years, three years at some places, four years in others. And we tend to get caught up in this mentality that, oh, we're just students, we're just students. But in all reality, this career, this, this pharmacy path that we're on is for the rest of our lives. And so I think it's important to recognize the passion and the importance of advocating for our profession moving forward, putting in efforts now while we're in pharmacy school, while we're making these connections, while we're growing as students into these successful pharmacists one day, avoiding the topic of just being students, we're able to unify our voice and speak to the future of pharmacy to help drive it in that forward direction. And that's with the help of those who laid the path before us. Yeah, I will just echo both Alexandra and Jennifer. I think you guys both said it very well that advocating as a student pharmacist is truly just a stepping stone of how we would just like to continue to be lifelong advocates for the advancement of pharmacy practice, really to improve patient outcomes through our training, our extensive training and education and being able to practice at the top of our license, like was mentioned earlier. 
And at the University of North Carolina Eshelman School of Pharmacy, our SSHP chapter is truly committed to providing students with the knowledge and opportunity to be confident student advocates by engaging them early in their careers to instill the importance of, the adv- of advocacy and to really cultivate leaders in the profession of pharmacy moving forward. Very well said. I think it's so important to start your advocacy involvement early, as as all of you said, and continuing to develop it throughout your career. So your strong interest and passion is definitely the spark, and I can see that many of you had an early start to this. But can you tell us a little bit about what structure and methodology your SSHP used to move forward with advocacy-related initiatives? I mean, who coordinated and, and what kind of works for your student society that you think others can kind of replicate? Yeah, I'll go ahead and be the first to answer this question, Gina. So for our SSHP chapter at UNM, we tend to look directly at our state affiliate, NMSHP, and it helps that we are on an academic campus to where UNMH, our main hospital here, is right literally down a little hill from our College of Pharmacy to where the majority of our NMSHP members work. We look for them for guidance when it comes to legislative efforts in our state, as well as how we can directly have a role in that. Specifically with this legislative session that happens every January, February month, they receive support, obviously, from our our ASHP chapter here. And using this tiered structure, this emphasizes the direct line of communication throughout our state. So we are able to reach out to multiple outlets and make that difference at the community level by basing it off of ASHP, NMSHP, and then to the students directly. For New Mexico being such a rural state, the support gathered behind our advocacy efforts largely comes from networking and reaching out to those around us, including the community members like I talked about. NMSHP, as well as the New Mexico Pharmacists Association and the UNM College of Pharmacy all collaborate on a regular basis to support advocacy initiatives that are happening not only on a state level, but a national level as well. Yeah, so at UK, just like Jennifer, we rely heavily on our collaboration with other organizations. Of course, our state chapter is critical in guiding our SSHP's goals for the year and various involvements throughout the year. But our SSHP at UK is actually a part of an umbrella organization, which is combined with the student chapters of APHA and NCPA. And we call this umbrella organization the Kentucky Alliance of Pharmacy Students, or CAPS. So CAPS actually oversees the legislative committee I was telling you guys about earlier, and this legislative committee serves all three organizations for the student involvement side of practice advancement and advocacy needs. But our SSHP at UK, of course, still has an executive board uh, led by one of our amazing student presidents, and along with other executive members, they are weaved into the CAPS leadership. So a lot of them serve dual roles throughout the year, depending on what is needed. For me, so the policy and legislative advocacy chair to which which I was fortunate enough to be elected works with an elected group member to plan out our advocacy events and ideas for the year. So we utilize the assistance of our chap our student chapter's vice president and our organization's preceptors to help us organize our ideas and be effective in our messaging to make sure that we're reaching our target audience. This year, we were fortunate enough to collaborate with our state affiliate to join them at our state capitol and to advocate for a few policies that were discussed in the state house and senate. 
Yeah, at the University of North Carolina, it's pretty similar to Alexandra's umbrella organization. So our SSHP chapter is also within an umbrella organization called the Carolina Association of Pharmacy Students, also known as CAPS, but different spelling. But that also includes APHA and our state organization, the North Carolina Association of Pharmacists and CAP. And so with that, I was able to serve as the NCAP chapter president, but then now get to serve as the chair for the state amongst the four pharmacy schools in North Carolina. So really great collaboration that way by having a point of contact for each school. And through the umbrella organization, like Alexandra was saying, being an executive member of that group really allows us to pull ties from the separate organizations as well. The two national organizations, ASHP and APHA, and then our state organization. And we also partnered with Student Senate at our school um, to kind of open up some of our advocacy initiatives to a student-wide population as well. So we give every student the opportunity to participate that want to be passionate and collaborate with each other. That sounds great. It it sounds like collaboration with ASHB state affiliates, other student organizations, and really having a, a big local impact from multiple different perspectives is key to your successful advocacy efforts. Another component that often SSHPs wonder about and as they're looking to plan is how often should we hold events? So can you speak a little bit about your student society and your experience? How often does your SSHP hold events? How often do you guys hold meetings and how do you keep the momentum going on a day-to-day basis outside of your key maybe annual events that you may have? That you may have? Yeah, absolutely. So this year I've, I brainstormed a few major event ideas prior to the start of school. I find like having that time to just think and sit on it helps bring about big ideas and and also like I could be more detailed about it. And I presented those ideas to our executive board and preceptors at our first team meeting of the year. Since this was our second year of having this position, my goal was to have one major advocacy event per semester and then also increase our presence on our student chapter social media accounts. And then as the year goes on, just like amplify any policies that are important to our our profession that came up, whether that was on the state level or a federal level. Yeah, I will say the bulk of the fall 2019 was built around brainstorming and planning for events in our spring 2020 semester just really collaborating with various leaders and stepping outside of the box and trying to come up with new ideas and deciding how to best leverage experts throughout our events. And so with that, that for the spring semester, we came in more prepared and more organized. And so our leadership team was able to plan one advocacy event per month to allow students to stay engaged and to keep that momentum going. And with that, it didn't have to be huge initiatives or events, more just educational purposes as well. And so in total, four advocacy events were executed for our spring 2020 semester. For our chapter, um, in the past, we recognized a lack of advocacy efforts. And with the momentum that was built from this past year's successes with New Mexico House Bill 42, our chapter is carrying on this, this ambition and kind of this hope for the future that there's this willingness to improve the advocacy kind of shortfall that we've come to. Every year in New Mexico, the legislative branch has a legislative session that I mentioned earlier in the months of January and February. 
up to this point, however, it's been very individual based to where students could go. They could see what was happening at our state capitol, but it wasn't necessarily a, a chapter movement. But moving forward, we're planning to make this more of an integrated portion of advocacy as a chapter each year that it comes around. We also started using more resources that ASHP as well as our NMSHP chapters here in the state have utilized. And this has guided us in the process of incorporating more advocacy on more of a regular basis than what we were used to. We were also looking at opening up a position on our executive teams that would spearhead advocacy and plan events year round to keep our students aware of what is going on from a legislative standpoint. Each month we do have chapter meetings. We also have our exec meetings. Up to this point, we've been largely community involved, but we do see where we can continue to grow as far as our advocacy efforts. And our actual advisor for our SSHP chapter, Dr. Dodd, she sits as the legislative chair for our NMSHP chapter. So incorporating the student that we put on that position would also be required to go to those monthly meetings and kind of be the liaison back to our student chapter as far as what is going on from a legislative standpoint each month at those monthly meetings. So it's going to be a, a continuous growing process as far as how we're going to continue to implement advocacy moving forward. Wow, I feel like I'm over here taking notes with all these great ideas to pass on to the third year chairs this year. Our legislative committee at UK plans year-round at minimum for monthly pharmacy policy legislative or advocacy events, mainly in the form of lunch and learns that we call pizza and policy. So we host those throughout the school year on various topics ranging from state-specific legislation, and we even host voter registration drives and voter education drives. And all of this is possible because we partner with the Center for Advancement of Pharmacy Practice at UK. Um, So they really help guide our efforts and what we should be focusing on. And there's also just events that pop up, as you all know, based on, you know, whatever is going on locally or at a state level or national level that we sometimes get looped in with to assist with. So it feels like there's never a shortage of things that we can get involved with. So it sounds like consistency is key and also planning ahead, making sure that your chapter, your student society and your collaborators are prepared for the year ahead. And it certainly is a group effort, as as each of you have highlighted. So every single one of you have described a full year, multiple events planned, uh, consistency with monthly or annual. But if you had to pick one, what would be your proudest moment, your proudest accomplishment as a student society? And what has been your most successful event? So I feel like I have a proud moment every time I see a new student at one of our legislative events. And as we've mentioned, you know, pharmacy students are busy. So when I see a new student take time out of their day to care about advocating for pharmacy and our patients, I have such a heartwarming moment. I can't help but feel overwhelmed with the pride and excitement when I see someone new. As for our most successful event, this past year, we were able to host a legislative health fair at our state capitol in Frankfurt. We invited all of the student organizations at the College of Pharmacy to join, and it turned out to be a really great display of inter-organizational collaboration, and the legislative committee was able to develop talking points for each organization as it related to pharmacy practice in the context of that organization's mission, and student pharmacists personally invited all of their legislators to stop by and join us at the health fair. We had educational opportunities, uh, blood pressure and blood glucose screenings, and we had tons of pharmacy-related giveaways. So we had little pill organizers and different things like that. 
but central to our communication was support for a bill introduced during the last legislative session that related to reimbursement for pharmacist services. So we tried to link everything back to that to really get the message across. And every student had training there and they were ready to discuss why pharmacist reimbursement would be so beneficial to our patients throughout the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Alexandra, I'll just say that your passion definitely just shines through and I think that goes a long way. So that's really neat. Thank you, Anita. You're welcome. For the University of North Carolina, I think the proudest accomplishment for us has been creating a student pharmacist advocate certificate program that consisted of a four-part advocacy series for our students. So the four parts entailed part one, which is a pharmacy legislation information session, part two, which was an interactive pharmacy legislation hot topics discussion that was mediated by pharmacists and a lobbyist actually to help prompt questions and play devil's advocate to help students understand both sides of the issue. Part three was a prep session for the actual legislative day with the state legislators, so preparing for that. And then the fourth was the actual legislative day. So The purpose of the certificate program was to kind of empower students to know that they have the skills and the tools to be able to be a student advocate and to provide them with the correct tools that they needed um, to talk about state legislation related to pharmacy practice. So things like collaborative practice agreements, pharmacy benefit managers, pay parity, and to be able to have meaningful conversations when it came down to talking with state legislators regarding the advancement of our profession. So the end goal was to host the first ever student-led Meet Your Legislator Day. Despite COVID-19 interfering with our initial plan of going to our state capitol with to meet our state legislators, our leadership team really quickly adapted um, to the ever-changing circumstances and decided to move both the prep session and the Meet Your Legislator Day completely virtual. So that leadership team, definitely great to work with. We were able to utilize that virtual platform as an advantage rather than an obstacle. And this kind of opened the idea of less physical appointment coordination with state representatives and senators in which groups were able to speak with 13 state legislators. So as a result, This advocacy series turned out to be a success with 31 students from our school successfully attaining the advocacy certificate. And I believe that the four-part series, advocacy series, really jumpstarted the excitement and involvement in our school regarding the importance of being a student voice and advocating for our profession, which can be empowering and impactful at any level of experience. And just recently, um, in a few weeks ago, our state organization had their own legislative day with pharmacists. So students were able to sit in on that. And that was a great success having had that experience um, a few months prior where students were able to see how changes make is being made. And 37 students across North Carolina from all pharmacies all four pharmacy schools um, were able to participate. So it's nice to see that just instilling some belief and some and the right dedication and tools to the students can go a long way and be impactful moving forward. 
That's amazing, Anita. The whole time you were talking just now, I was making notes as we kept going. So that's awesome. (laughs) So for me, I I think it's kind of staring off into a daydream right now because I can remember this date clearly. It was 9.47 a.m. on Thursday, February 20th of this year. We heard over the, the live feed that we had projected onto the screen in the class. By vote of 36 affirmatives and zero on the negatives, House Bill 42 has passed without debate. With that being said, the proudest accomplishment we had at UNM's College of Pharmacy was related to advocacy this past year tied to the efforts leading up to the actual passage of New Mexico House Bill 42. Leading up to this, we had held weekly meetings about the status of House Bill 42, what needed to be done to further the process every step of the way to constantly gain support, to reach out to pharmacists in the field, to reach out to faculty, staff members. There was constant communication loop between the students, pharmacists, faculty, and staff. Nights turned really long as we waited for each day what would come from the Senate state sessions as far as where the bill was currently sitting at that point. Emails were never ending. There was constant loops of CCs and BCCs. Phone calls were constant, but the news that was delivered on that Thursday morning made the hair on the back of all of our necks stand up as a college who had come together in major waves. Our most successful event throughout this process was hosting the multiple call parties in collaboration with UNM's APHA chapter. And what we did here is that we gathered our members to call. We had put an Excel sheet up on the projector in the class, listed every representative, every senator, which specific county they belong to throughout our state. And we just reached out to our students and said, hey, you know, if you're from this county, this is your representative. Call them right now. Express how much this means to you. Talk to them. Say why you want them to personally support this bill, how it factors into you, your hometown, where you came from. But yeah, it was pretty impactful. It allowed each individual student to express their passion for pharmacy and why it was important specifically for them and the connection that they developed between their representative and their senators. And for most students, they had never done anything like this. They had never reached out to their senators. They had never reached out to any representative on from their specific county. And again, with New Mexico being so rural, it's everyone seems to know each other at the end of the day, you know, and allowing our students to have a hand in making this possible allowed each student who participated to speak on behalf of their passions tied to pharmacy. So yeah, I don't know if you can tell in my voice, but it was a pretty awesome experience to sit back and kind of sit in a room full of my fellow students and lead them through this direction with the fellow president that was also in the room with me and and just seeing all these students just typing away on their computers, drafting up their own kind of speech that they were going to deliver on the phone once the senator picked up or their even their office assistant and just seeing the passion that was propelling all these students forward and each of them from a very personal place saying why this specifically mattered to them. We also brought in pharmacists in the community that had a hand in propelling this forward, specifically the NMSHP president of the time. He came in and delivered a speech talking about why this mattered to us, why it should matter, what this means for the future. And I think that kind of lit a fire under a lot of students to keep pushing for this. And now there's a a good knowledge base behind this. And moving forward with the profession as far as how this is going to impact us as students was just a moving day in itself. It was it was amazing. That's great, Jennifer. I actually gave at our last uh, in-person SSHP meeting, I gave a small little presentation and included a little bit on your house bill that had recently passed at that time. So that's really, really great. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) So for for our chapter, the thing that I'm most proud of, last September, we joined our state affiliates or PSHP members at our state capital in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. 
And the mission of that was to talk to some of our legislators about several pharmacy-related bills and share our perspectives on them. This was our first experience with advocating for legislative issues, especially at this level. So during that day, we were focused on highlighting what is called House Bill 770, also known as the Pharmacy Technician Registration Bill. So Pennsylvania is currently only one of three states that has no requirements for pharmacy technician registration. So to assist in this effort, we were joined by Christopher Jerry, who's the founder and CEO of the Emily Jerry Foundation. And one of the objectives of this foundation is to lobby to establish state and federal legislation that ensures strict controls in professional training, education, testing, and a professional code of ethics for, for pharmacy staff, especially those routinely engaged in IV sterile compounding, ensuring optimal patient and medication safety for everyone. So it was great because we started that day by joining some of the PSHP members, including the president, uh, Lawrence Carey, to meet the staff of one of our state senators, Bob Mensch. And during this meeting, we were able to shadow and learn how to advocate for legislative issues. And as we got more comfortable with that as the day went on, we were later able to speak to our own legislative staff or representatives of our home districts and discuss these bills and try to garner support. We also met the sponsor of the bill, uh, Representative DeLuca, And with meeting with him, we were able to reiterate the importance of this bill and to advocate on behalf of the profession of pharmacy. Wow. So you've you've each shared some really inspiring stories. I was getting emotional, Jennifer, as you were describing um, and listening to kind of your narrative of of what happened with New Mexico and the work that the SSHP put together and everyone really in the state. So it just goes to show you the impact that students, pharmacists, and everybody working together collaboratively, what we can accomplish when we join forces. So it's so great to see advocacy taking so many forms, even, you know, from informational events to certificate programs to actually getting out there in the front lines and and making change happen. So as you're reflecting in those experiences, and you've mentioned before why you think advocacy is important, but I think one thing we want to we want to kind of reiterate is what do you think is the key to advocacy involvement for students and, and what are some resources to help? For those of you that are listening and are inspired, what do you guys think is important for them? Where, where can they start in order to join in this advocacy effort? Yeah, I will say that I personally believe that pharmacy students are naturally passionate who have just chosen the profession of pharmacy because of their ultimate goal to better, better serve patients. And because of our innate passion, I think many student pharmacists have the desire to advocate for the continued advancement, but really just need the tools and knowledge to grasp the importance and also feasibility of advocating early on in their careers. And I think by giving students a strong foundation of being well-informed and being presented opportunities to advocate, students can build these skills throughout their time in school and throughout their careers. And so as a pharmacy student, we have really, or as pharmacy students in general, we have unique patient care experiences through internships and work, extracurriculars, and volunteer involvements. And so we are able to share diverse patient care stories to legislators and show the impact of student pharmacists 
and what the work they are already doing and the true need for the continued advancement of our profession to be able to practice at the top of our license and really offload some of the burden that some of our other providers have to best serve patients. And so with that, I will say we personally used um, the ASHP website and our leadership team utilized the advocacy toolkit that really provided strong resources to assist with our handouts and presentations, along with talking points for our four-part advocacy series. And I found that really helpful um, and really guided us through our initiatives. Yeah, I agree with everything that Anita just said. And um, kind of my approach to it, to quote Nike, is just do it. It could be a little little intimidating, but if you just jump in, if you just do it, there's just so many ways to get involved and no effort is really too small. I would suggest to somebody who's like new or maybe a little nervous is to just start small, sending out emails to your legislators, signing petitions. It's really a small effort, but it's definitely useful and it starts to get students interested in advocacy. And then as people get more comfortable, they can take it to the next level, you know, start calling their representatives. Um, From there, they can go visit their representatives. It could be at their local office in their district or it could be at the Capitol. One thing I learned as the PLA chair is that our reps need to, our, our like state and federal reps need to know a, about a lot of different topics that impact their states. And a lot of times they're getting that information from their own constituents. So there's no better people to educate them on pharmacy and healthcare policy like their own constituents in that profession. So, you know, I'm kind of of the mindset that if, if, if you're not going to do it, someone else is. So I want to kind of be the one to educate my legislators. The sources that we tended to use a lot and and that I really like are the ASHP advocacy link on the ASHP website. The ASHP government relations emails are incredibly helpful. And then I also subscribe to just like daily email blasts that may include some upcoming legislation or current legislation. So I suggest like Fierce Pharma or Becker's Hospital Review. Those are two that I like to use to keep on top of things going on in the field of pharmacy. I get those emails too, Kylie. So it looks like we're all on the same mindset with that. So I definitely also agree with Kylie's approach of getting the ball rolling, kind of starting slow, getting them interested. And something that she said was that she wants to be the one to educate her legislators. And that is something our advisor told us right out the gate. She said, you know, well, your legislators are just that. They are your legislators. You are the pharmacy content expert. So there's a really golden opportunity to educate on the relevant aspects of pharmacy that we just spent these last four years studying. And something Anita said that's resonating with me is that pharmacy students are naturally passionate. And that is so true. I say this all the time, but everybody cares about something. And I just think that people get lost in their preconceived ideas about advocacy. And I'm sure you guys have seen this, that when you start talking about policy or legislation, Sometimes you can see that person's eyes glaze over. So I think that the key to successful advocacy involvement is finding a way to make it personally relevant to the student that you're working with, instead of just trying to try to make people care. So framing these issues in terms of a student's career aspirations or maybe a patient encounter they have told you about, that really helps solidify the need for advocacy. And so what I try to do is plant little seeds 
along the way throughout the year and help one of them kind of sprouts an interest in that student. It doesn't hurt that our events at UK are structured to be really fun and conversational. So we've played family feud style games. We, we try to really always have free food because that gets people in the room. We open the floor for debate and student presentations. And we try to pick at least a few controversial topics that aren't currently included in our curriculum just to inspire conversation. And we have pharmacists in the room to help make sure everything is mediated and following best patient care, best practice, and evidence-based medicine. But overall, we try very hard to avoid any lecture-style events. As for resources, I echo all of the ASHP resources. Um, I personally read the student forums pretty regularly. And I think you can tell from this podcast alone that SSHPs across the country are all so creative and we're all doing different things, but they're effective in their own ways. So the last thing I'll add is that I just really love the idea shares that happen at mid-year. And I get a lot of support from other student chapter leaders whenever we're looking to find new events to host. So I'm super excited this year to see how going virtual allows us to expand this idea share. I think one silver lining to being virtual is it'll be much easier to get everyone in one place. So I'm really looking forward to it this year. I could not echo anything better than what you ladies have all said previously. I think from my perspective, resilience. I mean, resilience is a key to successful advocacy involvement for student pharmacists and anyone in general that wants to see some change. All too often, people tend to get discouraged when something they are passionate about does not go as planned. And I know you were just talking about that, Alexander, about as long as someone's passionate, then go for it. Put put the metal to the, the pedal to the metal and, you know, just... Go for something, you know, but whenever it doesn't go as planned, that's when people tend to get discouraged and they, they let off the gas and then they, they kind of stop adding in that, that power and that passion behind it. I know I've mentioned her quite a few times, but our advisor, Dr. Dodd, as well as a few clinical pharmacists like Dr. Anderson, Dr. Dole that we have here, they're amazing staples for the importance of resilience. I mean, sitting down one-on-one with each of them, talking about how long they've been working towards getting something similar to House Bill 42 in, in action, in movement, and finally seeing it come to several years after the fact when they initially started the work just shows the, the impact and the, that power behind the resilience that they put forward. As students, we need to think about the future and how our efforts now will massively impact the future. And I mean, even in times of hardship, like now during this global pandemic, pharmacists are able to do more clinical activities than before. And this is that glimmer of hope that we need to see that we not haven't seen before, honestly. We can see our, our future profession being utilized in new and upcoming ways. And I think just taking a step back and having that one-on-one connection with pharmacists that are in the field right now, with fellow students that you sit next to in class for the past two, three years at this point, and just talking about the passion moving forward, I think that in itself is very grounding. And it starts from the core within each other to get involved and do that, what's required to make that advocacy effort come to life. I know new legislative initiatives and opportunities are emerging as type continues. So there's always that that little niche that people can find that they truly enjoy, that they can put that passion behind. I mean, this gives more of a reason to maintain that resilience and determination as far as what possibilities are out there. I mean, we just, we need that effort to keep trying. One of our student members who's now a PGY1 resident, uh, her name's Lindsay Ryan. She was on ASHP's Council on Pharmacy Management during that 2019-2020 year. And she actually attended Policy Week in in which she was able to return and deliver a speech to our chapter during our monthly chapter meetings. And she covered the important topics that she learned during Policy Week. She could give that that student perspective that we could all relate to 
on the process of being involved, benefits behind being an active member, utilizing the ASHP website for all the resources that are provided there. We've been using that more steadily to stay up to date with key issues affecting pharmacy practice. And then we just tend to deliver that information in our chapter meetings, as well as NMSHP and the College of Pharmacy here at UNM, also utilizing those resources from ASHP's government relations staff. That has, that has propelled us forward as well. But I think that at the core of it, it's each individual having that passion for something and just driving each other forward and kind of pushing each other and being very supportive. That is excellent to hear. And it's been so inspiring to, to hear your stories and hear your advice and, and really hope that other SSHPs listening to us today will be able to, to kind of share this advice and share this information and take it forward and continue to grow their initiatives. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today, but I did want to thank Alexandra, Anita, Jennifer, and Kylie for joining us today. I am certain and hopeful that this was extremely informative and valuable to our SSHPs who are listening and students who in general want to get more involved on a local or state level. If you haven't before, I encourage you to check out ASHP Student Resources by visiting ashp.org slash pharmacy student or email us at students at ashp.org and we'd be happy to connect you with our representatives to, to help get started your initiatives in your SSHP. And also be sure to check out ASHP Student Connect community where you can exchange ideas with your peers and continue the conversation online. So thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to today's session of Student Perspectives and we hope you've enjoyed, uh, you've enjoyed the conversation. Be sure to subscribe to ASHP podcast and continue listening to the wonderful content we provide. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.